Welcome to Positively Addicted by Elizabeth Matthew. Today's podcast is entitled The Greatest Showdown Ever. Do you feel depressed and sad and burdened at times? Do you feel like sometimes you disappoint God with your feelings? Do you feel like you are distant from God because of what you are thinking or doing? Do you feel like you're not living life as how God wants you to live it? Today's message is very simple. When we study the Bible with the help of the Holy Spirit, God gives us a revelation of how much we need Him and how weak we are or how weak we can be. All the people mentioned in the Bible had their own seasons. Seasons of joy, seasons of victory, seasons of stress, seasons of fear or seasons of desperation. Yet, we see how God led them in their deepest moments of adversity and pain to bring forth a work which He had purposed for them before the foundation of the world. We all know Elijah, an amazing prophet whom God used mightily for His purposes. In 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah literally challenges Ahab, the king of Israel, and the prophets of Baal to a showdown on Mount Carmel. If you read this chapter, you will literally feel goosebumps, amazed at Elijah's fearlessness in the face of all these false prophets and his faith in God to call down fire from heaven. The prophets of Baal were directing the people to worship the idol Baal. He was a lifeless statue which was created. So instead of directing the people to worship the one and only living God, these prophets of Baal gained financially as well by leading them into false worship. Interestingly, the first commandment in God's Ten Commandments is, I quote, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. Any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, am your God. I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Unquote. If you read that again, it's very simple. You can see how much we hate God when we make images or statues or idols and bow down before them or serve them. That is so, so sad that knowingly and unknowingly, we are worshipping what the prophets of Baal actually did to the children of Israel thousands of years back. There are images idols and statues in our churches. They are all created beings. Only God is our creator. Any other worship is idol worship. Coming back to Elijah, the prophets of Baal are trying so hard to call down fire from heaven. They are mutilating themselves to get their idol Baal to respond. Today, Jesus was literally mutilated for our sins 
sicknesses and curses so that we are under a new covenant where we don't have to hurt ourselves to get an answer from God. Do we have to hurt our bodies and walk barefoot on pilgrimages? No. Do we have to travel thousands of miles for some penance to God? No, not at all. God revealed himself to Elijah and all the people there without any penance on the part of Elijah. God reveals himself where you are in your heart. I really praise God for that, that we worship a living God who is so understanding, so gentle and so loving. Coming back to Elijah, he says a very simple prayer in verse 36 and 37. Within no time, the fire from the Lord falls down and consumes the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones and the dust. Everything is licked up, even the water in the trench, by this fire from heaven. When the people see this fire, in verse 39, they all fall down on their faces and say, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Now after this, Elijah literally executes the prophets of Baal. Elijah prophesies to King Ahab that there is the sound of rain coming because it was the time of the famine and there was no rain. Economically, they were doing really badly. Everything was against them during this time of famine. Fast forward to James chapter 5 in the New Testament. In the last part of verse 16, it says, I quote, The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. He prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Today's podcast is also focusing on Elijah a man with a nature just like ours. So till now, we were talking about Elijah's victory on Mount Carmel, right? The great showdown on Mount Carmel? Well, let's go to the next chapter, 1 Kings chapter 19, where evil King Ahab informs his evil wife, Queen Jezebel, about how Elijah executed the prophets of Baal. Immediately, Jezebel gets very angry, sends a messenger to Elijah and threatens to kill him within 24 hours. Now, you and I would think that a prophet who challenged 450 false prophets by literally calling down fire from heaven and who executed these prophets by himself would be bold enough to face this threat from evil Queen Jezebel. No, 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 no. Just like James 5 says, Elijah was a man with the same nature as us. Human, fearful of what can happen to him. And what does he do? He does what all of us, I think, in that situation would have done. He runs for his life. In fact, he travels a day's journey into the wilderness, sits under a broom tree and prays to God to take his life. Sounds familiar? And then he goes off to sleep. When you read the whole chapter, you will see then how God sends an angel to feed him and strengthen him despite his sense of fear and failure. 
In verse 13, God asks Elijah, who is at standing at the entrance of a cave, with such a gentle question. What are you doing here, Elijah? Unquote. Sometimes we are in places in our life where we really shouldn't be there. And God is asking you and me, what are you doing here? Which means we really don't belong where we are. God is trying to tell us, I have great things still for you to do. What are you doing hiding in this cave? Or why do you want to end your life? Elijah, being as human as us, talks about how he is the only one who is zealous for God and how he killed all the prophets of Baal and he is the only one left and that they are going to kill him too. Just imagine, he is informing God literally about how zealous he is for God and what all has happened since that time in Mount Carmel. God says to him, Go, return on your way, anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, as prophet in his place. So there was two anointings there. He had to anoint the king of Israel, and he had to anoint Elisha as his successor. Now, to Elijah's statement that he is the only one left of the genuine prophets, God says in verse 18, I have reserved 7,000 in Israel whose knees have not bowed to Baal and whose mouth has not even kissed him. Unquote. 1 is to 7,000 is a ratio which is totally incomprehensible. So in the Old Testament, if there is a ratio of true worshippers of 1 is to 7,000, that means for one Elijah, there are 7,000 who have not bowed to Baal. How much more we under the New Testament have a ratio like this? Let's not boast or think we're the only ones who worship God in the right way. We know that we are one among many. There are thousands that we are unaware of, but God knows each and every one of them. And for that, I say, Amen. So what is the purpose of today's podcast? Don't condemn yourself for running away from difficult or uh, situations which you can't handle. Don't feel condemned when you feel fear or desperation. Just understand that we are all human. That's why we need a savior. All God wants you to do is to get back on track today and pray that His will is done in your life because your life is not over. We have been designed for His purposes and all we have to do is understand that we are human. We need our Savior every moment of our lives, every season of our lives. We don't need to mutilate ourselves. We don't need to light thousand candles to bribe God. We don't need to put God on the same level as us, so human. No, He is God Almighty. He wants our heart that's why he sent Jesus to die on that cross for you and me. Once he dwells in our heart, his love, gentleness, strength and grace will be manifested. His humility will be manifested. There was a showdown on Mount Carmel when God answered by fire thousands of years back. The showdown at Calvary was and is the greatest showdown ever. There is no more dispute. On that old rugged cross stood the greatest sacrifice of ever. Scarred, mutilated, hurt, injured. For every human being on the face of this earth, he took it all. 
the showdown of God's love on Calvary and the sacrifice of his son settled everything for each one of us. He was, is and will be our only way to salvation. The curtain of the temple as a result of the showdown on Calvary was torn in the midst as a result of this showdown. Dead people in graves rose up as a result of this showdown. The earth quaked and the rocks were split as a result of this showdown. There was darkness all over the land as a result of this showdown. The greatest showdown had taken place. The sacrifice was made by him who knew no sin. We are set free. You and I no longer need to suffer because of sin, sickness or curse. He bore it all. We are free and free indeed. Amen to that. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I surrender ourselves completely in your hands. Even if we are going through seasons of fear or anxiety or depression or difficulty, you come through for us. Help us to open the doors of our heart to you. Help us, Lord, to put you on the throne of our hearts because you are our everything. We are so human. Help us to recognize the prophets of Baal, no matter what form they are in, so that we don't fall into their deception. Help us to continue worshipping the one true God, to worship you, Jesus, for what you have done on the cross, to thank you and be grateful to you. Help us never to worship any idol or bow down before any created being because, Lord, that shows that we hate you and we don't. We love you and you love us more. Give us your Holy Spirit so that we can live bold and confident lives in you. Jesus, let each listener be strengthened because I know it's not a coincidence that they are listening. It is your plan and purpose. Bless them as only you can. Open all our eyes to continue to see your glory even in the moments of our sadness and sorrow. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless each one of you beautifully, abundantly and amazingly always. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.